Welcome back everyone to the Precision Unloaded podcast. This is episode 53. You're once again joined by Mark and Graham, your regular hosts. How are you, Mark? Good, good. Good, good. Bit, bit tired. Bit tired. Um, it's been a long week. Work or guns? Oh yeah, when you come to the weekend and it's two days of rainy weather-ish. Yeah, yeah. It's... um. Early starts, sliding around in cheap shit. Anyway, I'm going to eat myself. Are you talking about shooting or farming? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Same um, thing. So this episode is brought to you by our regular sponsors, the Gunrack. Uh, they, they can provide... Team Gunrack. Mark shoots Team Gunrack, and so do I sometimes. So they supply Boyd's, MDT, Hauer, um, Sauer, Element Optics, all those cool things. Yeah. So if you want any of that stuff... Area uh, 419. Area 419. Very, very nice gear. And um, and several other things, no doubt, we've got. So head along, check out their website or Facebook, Instagram. Anyway, so, Mark, we had two days of shooting. Yeah. So this episode, as you will probably um, figure from the title, whatever that ends up being, is about the very recent Tirada practice. Title, title will be Legitimate Win. Legit, legitimate Win. Um, will be about the recent Tirata, um Practical Rifle Teams match and the Practical Rifle Individual, which was the following day. So two separate matches, same venue. Yeah. So me and Mark didn't team up. So about a year ago, Mark cut me as his teammate and went with Carl. So, um, so... <laughs> Much to Carl's uh, now. Yeah, Carl, Carl was Carl was no longer happy with that agreement. I might say we actually had a training session, and Mark f- forgot to even bring his gun, so the, him and Carl's training session didn't go that well. Yeah, he had his t- Trek twenty two, but that didn't quite uh, perform as we wanted. Yeah, apparently that wasn't going to cut it. Uh, so as I said, this match was um on the so we'll talk about Saturday and then, we'll, and then um, depending how long we talk about that for, we'll talk about Sunday. So, um. Teams match, um, only your team score is, is what counts. So it's not like some matches in different parts of the world where you have two individual shooters and they combine a score. This is purely each stage is a team's... Um, you, you shoot it as a team, work as a team, um, come up with a team strategy, etc. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, rather than yeah, some of the other ones we see around. Unless um, one team member misses every single shot. Yes, that that would be an individual. Everyone knows it was pretty much an individual score on that stage, which we'll talk about later. I'd say most of your day was an individual score, Mark. Um, But we'll cover either way around. Either way around, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Carl did steal my curse at one point. He did. He did. Um, So eight stages. um, So the weather through the week was looking horrendous, and as per Mark's standard. Um, weather warning. Don't warnings. worry, it'll be fine. He'll start panicking about the weather about a week and a half out, and I say, "Listen, yeah. I don't care." And but he knows that I don't care, so he um, carries on sending me regular weather updates. It improved through the week, so we did. Oh, what I'll say is, we I went in um, on the Saturday. Uh, sorry, the Friday I went and helped um, haul targets and um, build some props and such. Took a day off work and. Um, and helped a little bit set up. That was pissing down with rain. We got absolutely drenched. Come Sunday, sorry, Saturday, the weather had improved a bit. Like we started the day with quite a bit of medium rain. Well, I don't know what you call it. Showers coming through. Yep. Yeah, sort of heavy showers and, and, and plenty of wind. Um, but that didn't last all that long. Maybe the first 45 minutes, an hour, maybe. 
and then it sort of gradually improved and we I think we maybe got a couple of light showers after that and it was just overcast but we had plenty of wind and and that was actually quite good it, um, it, it spreads out the field a bit and um, sort of tests you um, and because it's sh- pretty consistent though yeah Sorry. but you shoot two different ranges sort of facing different directions at this venue at Tarata so um, so it wasn't if you just got one wind and then and then stuck with that all day um, unless you're shooting two to threes then you're going to be struggling with um, whatever wind you've got but um, which which proved not wise for some of our friends so Mark stage one we, now we, we're not going to go through every stage in detail and no, no. fuck about but First stage, our first, of, first, our first stage of the day. So first stage of the day. Now we'll make it a simpler. It was a. We're talking teams match now. We're, we're, talk, we're still that? Saturday. We're not talking about Saturday yeah. yet. No, no. There is a video on GPRE's page. If you want to go look at Gillis Practical Rifles, there is a video of, of mine and West's first stage of the day. So it was a, it was a, a gum tree log with another one screwed to it and shot several targets, a few different positions. Some one target had to be standing for both competitors, and one target each. Blah blah. Anyway. We went through it pretty easy. We come out, drop one one target, and um, cool, cool. And then and then Mark, uh, Mark and Carl got into it. And did you shoot the the first target, Mark? Yeah. And so Mark's just bang, 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 till he's out of ammo essentially. I think he had six or seven rounds each. <laughs> and I think and then and then Carl went through and did what he could. And, yeah. and salvaged some points and mark shots were we weren't really seeing them because it was on a sort of a grassy um topsoilies type face and then mark scratching his head a little bit so what was going through your mind after all those misses it wasn't a long target it was like 250 meters what was going through my mind why 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 did i change scope scrum oh, oh you're blaming the scope change no no i'll just say you know because he had a, a gun that was going well blah blah anyway just went and changed shit out. Anyway, because I'd, I'd zeroed it in, and I probably felt it was one of the better jobs I've done of zeroing a rifle, so I was really happy and tested it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, doing... So... But I think after I'd finished... Anyway, testing. It seemed it was off. Something was wrong, and... Um, but I didn't really know it at the time, because I was like, no, just trust the data. It's fine. Something's wrong, you know. I just thought I was shitting shit. So, um, next stage. Okay, so next, so the next stage comes around, and this time it is Mark. I think it was your turn to start. You know, you, you sort of rotate through. Start. It was a running stage. Running so, stage. Yeah. So, yeah. same thing. So, Carl was waiting. You see, so you both you run back and forward, and blah, blah, blah. But Mark starts again, and he's, it's a target. I was waiting at the marker. I think he started first. I can't remember. Yeah. No, you shot so first. Anyhow. No, I know. Go on. So... Same thing, miss, miss, miss. And we, we, so, being a teams match, the team is to spot their own shots. Now we are watching to call impacts, and that's all you can say. Impact. We're yeah. not to give corrections. Blah blah. And we see it's in a bit of a swamp. I see Mark's first shot. It's like it's like a foot left at two hundred meters. I was like, that's weird. Like, like you, you're not always the best shooter, but you're pretty good, and that's a simple shot, prone. Mm. Yeah. He doesn't really see it. And he sort of eventually moves a little closer to the target and he just miss, 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 miss. And Carl runs back, gets a shot. Mark runs back, comes back and shoots with Carl's gun because Mark is now out of ammo. And they get a few points and salvage it. And 
Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it was it was clear your your rifle was shooting about a mil ish to the left. Yeah. Um, so what what do you we know now? But what caused this, Mark? Uh, so I did a test on a target. Was it just after that? Yeah. Um, because I think we buggered off, didn't we? Yeah, we, we, we went did. down to stage one, which we, was unsupported. We went to the wrong thing, got sent back. Yeah. Yes. So I think when we got back, I fired at a. No, you shot. The, you shot the stage. Yeah, yeah. Missed it all. Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was yes, yeah. Which we'll talk so, about that stage. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to that. So anyway, we'll probably do this from chronological order. So yeah, so we end up at stage one, which was an unsupported stage. So you had to shoot sitting unsupported. Very cool, very cool Standing. stage. Yeah. yeah, so everything unsupported and out to, what, 500, 400 and something? Maybe? Yes, so there was a target at 100, which was to be yeah. shot standing. Yeah. A target at like, I don't know, it was like 250 or something, which is to be shot any unsupported position, so kneeling or sitting ideally. No or no unsupported prone. There's a target at like 300 that was should be shot unsupported standing, mm. sling only. Um and then there was a target at 380, 400, which is quite small, which is to be shot sitting or kneeling. And then there was another target at 500. Yeah. That, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I basically blazed away, missed everything again at, on a, what, probably 200 meter target or something? Or... Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so then Carl stepped up and cleared the stage, so which was an awesomely impressive effort. He didn't. He did uh, not drop a shot. Yeah. Um, and do you know what's funny? Oh, sorry. At the end of the day, Simon, <laughs> thing in his presentation, calls our team out immediately as being the only team to <laughs> clear the unsupported stage. I was like, <clears throat> no, only person to clear the unsupported stage. <laughs> so that was Carl, not me. When you guys were prepping to start that stage, so Carl, Carl, and you both run the Acutac. What's the, what's the big model you run? It's not the fifty. It's the one of the bigger Acutac bipods. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not the big one, but it's a yeah, yeah. bigger one. Anyway, Carl's got this still on the front of his rifle. And I sort of make a comment to Wes next to me, like, that's not going to help him. And and Carl hears me and he goes, oh, yeah, it's too late now, though. And I'm thinking, God, Carl, you, you, you know better than this. And then he just, once you did what you did and just, um, you know, wasted money by shooting the ground... Yeah. Um, Carl rips through and, and dominates the stage like a, a dominating run um, with, with essentially no spare shots because all the spare shots have been used by yourself to, um, again, just make expensive noise. Um, yeah, so I was still perplexed at this stage. I knew it was shooting probably off to the left, obviously, but I was like, I'd only just, you know, I'd probably put 80 rounds down at 90 or something. Um and had no issues, I didn't think. You know, I didn't. Um, so, I said, right, I'll just shoot at one of the targets for tomorrow. I think it was a 100-meter you know, one. And immediately it was like two inches to the left. So at 200, you know, boom, 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 you're out. So I adjusted it, and then on from then on things picked up a bit. But So then I knew, basically, so, so okay, well, what's happened is, because I remember, uh, which has never happened before, one of the scope ring screws came out. Yeah. Um, and I noticed it, and it was missing. I was like, "Wow, that hasn't happened." So then I checked it, and it just started to come loose, which also I've never had a problem with before. Um, 
So I, I talked it down. Got a new screw, which I had because I've got another, and put a new one in. And they got three on each side, so it's not like it's missing a major, you know, it was one screw out of three on each ring, you know, each side. So, but because these rings have polymer inserts, I think they probably do move a bit more when you adjust them in terms of torquing them down. So, I'm pretty sure, which I'll find out when I go and check it, that. I basically pushed the zero across when I adjust, you know, basically tightened up the scope rings. So, I I, I agree. I believe duffed it. Yeah, um, you, you you did it. You did some maintenance to the rifle essentially, and didn't re-zero check. Yeah, which is a good yeah. learning because I mean that not only no, no. lot of yeah, ammo downrange, but um, we just did a twenty-two <clears throat> to three today that's been shooting really well, and it was you know out by a mil right and high. Then we're likely how that happen. Don't know, you know, type of thing. So interesting. I'm not you, to be honest. If if that hadn't happened to you guys, you probably could have, you know, pushed up into you know, fourth or even third if you had started your day a bit better. Yeah, I mean, Carl <coughs> did some awesome recoveries. So yeah, but there was one stage where it really hamstrung us because it was the running one, and yeah, 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 because we basically couldn't get a much of a score after that. So one thing I will say is you let it get you down at the start of the day. Of course. And, and, which is really easy, really easy to do. <clears throat> and I could see it was like sort of, like Carl's way too nice to like say it's fucking him off. But it's like it's affecting Carl too because like your team. But then you sort of, once we did the dash it and you got a hit with his rifle, you seemed to perk up a bit and um, come back to your normal self and then get your head back in the game and you figured out the earlier was an issue and, and then got back to your normal um, yeah happy self. Well, it makes a difference, right? You're going to shoot better when you're having fun. And, um, but it can be really, really um, disheartening. You know, you look forward to this match for a year and then straight away you can't hit a close target. So um, good recovery is what I'll say. Um so any yeah, yeah. Anyhow. So okay. Yeah, enough about me. God, Jesus. So what was your we'll go over our maybe we'll talk about some of our so again, we're still talking about the Saturday. Um favourite stage. I definitely wasn't <laughs> dash it for you. <laughs> wasn't early on, no. <laughs> yeah, that's uh you didn't come last on that stage. So you that was was okay. Um, for me, I'm going to say the loophole was by far your least favourite. Yes, no, I like the complexity of it. I think that was one of my favourites because we did well you, versus everyone else in our squad. You did, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you no, got, although, to be fair, we'd watch one, it's like anything. It's a really crucial stage where if you can see someone else go first, um, you can. Yeah, see if he thinks not to do, you know, type of stuff. Yeah. But you can see some of the dead ends in, in doing stuff. But we pretty quickly worked out if, if one guy is adjusting the tripod for the shooter, it means you get a lot better adjustment and quicker because um, it's super hard to get a tripod adjusted into that loophole gap without, you know, assistance. So, yeah, no, that was good. It was certainly challenging. Man, hard stage. Um and there's so many people hitting wood, even you know now through our um, 
you know, it's just ricocheting, well, you know, deflecting slightly. Yeah. Around the target down the bottom sort of thing. So, yeah, that was good. I mean, yeah. So what I'll say for, for, for Wes and I shooting that stage, this was this is really our worst stage of the day by far. Yeah. Um, but you said it was your favourite. <laughs> I like no, I like the. It's not my favourite stage, but I like I like the stage. But um, we yeah. should have we should have concentrated on the closer target. So w- there's a lower loophole and a, an up uh, one up higher. The, the higher loophole is easier. It's a nice vertical slot. We should have gone for that first, got the points. And then moved yeah. on to the harder loophole. I was like, no, we'll go to the bottom one and we'll get that out of the way. You know, I've done heaps of this. And then, <laughs> yeah, so I managed to get a hit on the short, a hit on the long. Let it, left it sort of set up for wears. And it sort of turned to custard a bit for him. Um, we did discuss shooting off the leg rather than the the um, gamer plate. You can put your, you set your yeah. trumpet really tall and set up the leg. We kind of did it in the end. We should have sort of maybe stuck with something like that, but we hadn't practiced it, so we avoided it. But um, wouldn't make much of a difference. But, yeah, it's it's a complex stage, um, and we weren't practiced enough, is what I'll say. And then, and also not smart enough. Like whenever I've sh- most of the loophole shooting I've done is as an individual, not as a team. And how you did it using one one of the team members to adjust the leg while you looked. For um, scope clearance, it was a um, it was a good way of, of tackling it. Um, that's for sure. So yeah, that's a that's a learning, and that's sort of what in the end of the day lost any chance of us winning was the um, was that stage. So um, yeah, despite its difficulty, you got to try and harvest a reasonable amount of points out of it. Yeah, well, you and, got eighteen. That's a good score. Um, but we, I don't think we we didn't get onto the last target, did we? I think I had one crack at it or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> favorite. God, it's hard. It's all melding into one day. <laughs> the different stages. Um, I quite liked the probably the the little wall. It was so it would have been stage oh, three. That's the one where yeah, and that's where Carl got my curse and I actually did pretty well on that stage for the team, so I was quite yeah. surprised, yeah, um that he missed those. So it was a it was a small uh, wall built out of dunnage, it's got a little dunnage it's just bits of timber. Um really low but the idea was actually so the stage is called close quarters, it's to force the competitors to be right in there next to each other and not be able to build perfect positions yeah. it's it's you've got to get in real close and and cozy um we so me so wes and i we did quite well on this stage i don't think we cleared it so it was a was it it was a, a short target like 250 there might have been a big small out there was there yes there was there's that yeah. an intermediate so that's what yeah and a big and small and and yeah. wes and i both managed to I think it was three hits on each target was required from the team and, and some sort of movement in a certain sequence. And so we went, I, I missed my first shots, I know, but three shots on the closest target, three shots on the, the the middle one, and then the big and small at like 500, we got three hits on the big and we got two hits on the little. Um, so we're pretty happy because the little, it was quite windy and the little one's a 150. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I was pretty freaking stoked actually. Um, 
and we just used each other's, you know, build your wind call off the bigger target and then apply that to the small. And um, yeah, so West got the last shot on the big, so I'm the next shooter because you, 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 you alternate shooting. Um, he gives me a wind call, it was like, I don't recall, it was like 0.8 or 1.2 or something. And um, bam, smacked the target, and then he followed it up. Um, with another hit, and I think we missed the next one. But it was, yeah. it was cool, man. It was, um, there was a cool stage, but also to do well on it, obviously makes it even more fun. Yeah. Your guys' communication was excellent throughout the day, and it was good to watch. You know, um, it makes a little difference that you have the same guns and same data, so which meant you were sharing a lot of info, whereas me and Carl didn't. So, which on our to our, you know, I set up my sig rangefinder for him. And that went really well for him. So um, we basically, you know, at the start of a stage, we just never talked to each other because we're just doing no, our own you, data. You didn't. Which is, because we couldn't. What's the point of me telling him something? Because, you know, so, but that, that went well for him. They could range and, and get his ranges and it was telling him the actual, you know, the data straight away. And I was doing mine at the same time. So it was the second match I've used the HUD and it was really good. So I had no issues with that, no technological breakdown. So, one thing I will say, yeah, oh, we'll talk about how we did our data. We will say, yes, slow. God, it's what was slow? The HUD running it through the SIGs, through the HUD, through the Kestrel, yeah, is very slow. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you got plenty of time. Yes, but if one day if you don't, this is how I look at it. Look, our, I guess so. You were running, so you got Sig, so what, Sig 10Ks. So what, were you, what were you using then? We had a pair of some ra- some random old Bushnell rangefinding binos that Wes like pilfered from someone. Yeah. My backup plan was to use your Sigs. If but it you were using hard data though, weren't you? So Yes, yeah, so we'd run... So how we ran our data, we'd start the stage. So Wes was in charge of ranging targets. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so no stages were blind. So we knew where the targets were already. So we, um, yeah, yeah. we were able to, to pre-identify, just not range... He would, I have my little saber book, which is a sub tactical range book. He would give me, say, you know, it's say target 17, he'd say 317 meters. I would round that up to 320 meters. And I would either, depending on the stage, we have a plan, but I would record, you know, target 17, 1.4 mil. And yep. then he'd give me the next target, four, 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 you know, four, seven. So I'd go, oh, yep, it's close enough to 410. My data's in 20 meter increments on my cards. So I'll split the difference like 2.2, you know, just it's close enough, right? And then record that, record that. Depending on the stage, I'd pass that data on to Wes at the time, or I would retain the data, and it would take a matter of, you know, well under 30 seconds, and we were ready to shoot um, with all our data for four or five stages. Wes would give us a wind call that was part of his. Um, his jobs essentially and um, yeah. we'd go from there it was um fast and smooth so my phone wasn't used for data once during the day or my mm-hmm. kestrel or anything it was just pure i'm looking at one of the cards right now um just pure hard data and um yeah because it's an intermediate match and, and people ask they go oh you know but what about you got to change the atmospherics and temperature it's, um, it's 600 meters it doesn't matter worst worst you're going to get with like a major shift in temperature or shit like that is like 0.1 so yeah 
people need to chill. That, that's all good, but if I find a technology solution, I'll use that instead. I know you will. You, you've um. <laughs> so um, I, to my defence, what I was, what I didn't do was link the rangefinder to the kestrel, which would then send it. To, yeah, but I didn't. There was a third linkage, which I was not overly confident that, that would run consistently. Cause so you know, sorry. So I, you I, were, you I, were I, arranging I, it and then and putting it into a kestrel. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. That would have sped things up significantly then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. But I, I didn't do that because of it. It's I know there was a firmware update on one of the devices that I'd heard previously had issues with yep. some of the connections. So I, I just said, oh, I'm going to go with the Kestrel to the HUD and I'm not going to link the other one until I've had some time to try it further. Yep. So, and, and that would have made a difference. And it's just... Um, I was not confident on getting the range into the right uh, target slot, like A, B, D, C. Yeah. Know, okay. No. So okay, I I retract some of my earlier statements. No, no, no. no. So so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I realise it did look slower. Yeah. I to be honest, I watched was. I've watched um, some videos of um, Team Hardy and Anthony's doing their data. It's still not fast, and he's running the same stuff, but obviously set up. So he he runs a terrapin through the kestrel to the HUD. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, but again, um, very, very accomplished shooters, so you can't really take anything away. Just, it's just, it's just time. Time yeah. is, if time was an issue, it could be slow. Um, but it gave us heaps of time for the stages themselves. Um, so yeah, we, I would say, um, but you've got more time for error in terms of not sorry, more time, more potential error with writing. You know, I don't know. There's also clerical era i suppose you know yes. writing stuff down no you you are correct but g- generally there is a pattern in data yeah, so if yeah. the pattern looks out like as it trends upwards the distance versus the mills like yeah. it's one 1.1 like, 1.3 like 1.4 pew pew learn your limits rack yeah. uh that was me running off digital that did that <laughs> oh sorry yeah that was a <clears throat> that oh, was, blame the technology come on that was my telephone yeah uh, if I had if I had have run my hard data, which I had there, I would have um, oh, yeah. I would have cleared the stage, no doubt. So anyhow, my so, attempt to slag you off just blew up in my face. Yep, yep. So I'll say um, I have had several comments about Wes and I shooting well together. Um, we well, we get along pretty well, obviously. We're, you know, we're boys, but it's um, we just we just gel when it comes to shooting. We just come up with a plan. You know, pre-Desert Jewel, we did several um, sort of shooting sessions in the lead-up and established yeah. who did what and how we talked to each other, and it's working out, you know? it's um, I mean, we didn't yeah, win. I, I but... Also, as I said I th- you know, previously, unrelated, anyway, I think you're probably uh, ability-matched as well, to a degree. So yes. it's, not, uh, yep. it's not like you have to choose someone... Oh, you know, there's certain things you'd be better at, or whatever. But I think at a at a broad level, I think you guys are pretty even shooters to a degree. So, so you're not having to pick and choose a role for a thing. No, that's that is Wes and I talked about that, and it was so it, it didn't actually matter. Now, unsupported no. shooting, yeah. I was going to take the harder shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 apart from that, everything else it, it did not matter. And then you you mentioned earlier um, matching rifles, so we had. Yeah, obviously not the same guns, but both shooting six point five Creedmoor, one hundred and forty LDMs. Should have bought an RPR on trade me. Anyway, you you nearly did. <laughs> I nearly did. Um, and yeah. um, we 
Um, I, run, I run them quite slow, so Wes slowed his stuff down. Our data wasn't exactly the same. I think by, by the time you get to like 700 metres, 800 metres, I think he had oh, another, yeah. it was one click difference. So all intents and purposes, the same data. So it just took steps out. Um, corrections were the same. So if he shot and I watched, I'm, well, I'm usually I'm watching, but if I couldn't watch that shot, he could say wind is 0.7. And I could apply that wind, and as long as the wind wasn't a, a, a hugely changeable between me shooting and him, um, the wind would work, right? So, <laughs> what, ha- what happened to your advice? Mark, it's a teams match. Make sure you got suppressed rifles. Okay, I'll take the break off and put a suppressor on, and then you two turn up with loudness. Uh, two things. So but also, it affected the number one team too. So yes, I so so two things. Uh, I shot the Daniel Defence Delphi Pro, which has the Area 419 Hellfire muzzle brake, and yeah. golly gosh, that muzzle brake is just, it's good. and um, It's incredible. It's very, very good. Uh, I now In do not, rec- yeah. recoil yeah. reduction, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good. And I do not now have a personal range, so if I want to shoot Cinefire, I, I travel to your farm, Yeah. Um, so I can't shoot Cinefire as often. I was running out of time to re-zero with the yeah. uh, suppressor oh, yeah. and, and redo data, so that was a big factor. But then that, but it's so good, I would probably just go bugger off suppressor, basically. Yeah. Yes, and so we we Wes and I talked about it because he, he was like, "Hey, I'll just shut my suppressor on," <clears throat> and I've I got the um the B and T um oh yeah the big the big, big heavy thing yeah it's it's good but I, that that Hellfire muzzle brake man it is um quality to the point i believe you have ordered one um i might have <laughs> may have <clears throat> um so that's that's the reason it was a time thing but i think it was the correct decision to stick with the the brakes on the day um yeah but yes i did tell you to run a suppressor and to the point where you took it yeah yeah but also carl your teammate shoots suppressed yeah i'm and, happy to do that yeah and and i'd probably get a bit more use out of the rifle with the suppressed too if I can so I, now that I'm getting a, a better break for it I'll better run both it's fine so yeah what if you just buy an MPA and 6mm Creedmoor and then <laughs> <laughs> then the TK can be a goat gun I don't think it's the answer to my problems Greg. no and I don't think you need another goat gun to go with all the other no lightweight high end hunting guns so no. <laughs> um, but so now you and Carl as a team operated well apart from the start of the day when you were um, having issues. Um, so Carl complimented you by shooting targets that you couldn't hit. So I think that worked well in, uh, yeah. in your, your team dynamic. Um, one great thing about <laughs> Carl, so we Carl, Carl's in the background of everything we do. He's always there setting up. He's He does more than just about anyone and in terms He's of like our a events. stalker yeah. working in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't even believe he has a girlfriend because he always just hangs out with us. But... um. He he doesn't get like problems. Don't seem to affect him like they do you no. and I. You know he doesn't get down about things, and um, he's he's just like happy to be like having fun out with the guys and um, shooting guns and doing cool stuff. So I think his mental side of things really helped keep your team uh, in the running for a, where you did end up. Um, yeah, we're both pretty easygoing guys. Yeah, I agree. So and, and you share. <laughs> But he no, you shot. You still shot well. Once you got your your rifle working again, you had some 
like it wasn't stellar, but like there's some pretty good stages mixed in there, you know. Um, no, no, we get on well. He's not a hard ass, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it, it works well. It it doesn't. Yeah, there's only a positive effect on me. Put it that way, in terms of you know, it doesn't get me flustered or anything. Or so I don't have it. You know, it's easy going. So yeah, and and you also both have RPR and three three eight, so it makes sense for the Magnum events. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and you both, but here's the thing: in, in Magnums, you guys run the exact same ammo. Yeah, no, yeah. and that's uh, what what our problem has been. We've only done two teams matches together, but um, we tend to one has a good stage, the other one doesn't. We've I don't think we've had a stage where we've both had a really good stage. So. Uh, not and, not and on Saturday, you didn't know, which is interesting. Uh, no, no, and even at the Desert Jewel, it was the same thing. Yeah, that could just be a practicing together thing as well moving forward but yeah but no it was good I think it's I think it's it's a curse Graham I think it's, it's, a, curse. A, it's a curse I think running both like running, Simon's rain curse he does have a rain curse it even rained on Sunday which was meant to be hot and sunny all day so I think it's even probably going to rain for our possum rifle series match oh is that this weekend yeah yes alright anyway um yeah, so, okay, we talked about, what was your, sorry, what was your favourite stage? We talked about mine, which was the the, the low wall. Uh, you guys did well on the l- limits and penalties, which was the, what the fuck was that? Oh, that was the learn your limits rack, maybe? Uh, I don't really have a favourite stage Saturday, because <laughs> I blew it to bits at the start, so I was always playing catch up. Yeah. So, so you guys ended up in sixth. sixth place. So that's pretty good considering where you started. Now, with you and I talked about this off air, but Carl... Yeah, it's like tripping at the 1,500-meter start and, you know, <laughs> having to catch up about 50 meters on the entire pack. And, and, one, of, and one, of your, uh, one of your relay partners Shoes has got really, really short yeah. legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that the stage that we referenced earlier with the unsupported stage was the highest scoring of the day. It was 42 points. So with Carl shredding in there and um, absolutely schooling everybody, that brought you guys up um, significantly. What was the total score? Uh, you got 50%. You got bang on 50% of the match. Which was? Uh, 300, so 150. Yeah, so there, he got a third of our score on one stage. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so if that had, if, uh, yeah, so he he um he is a valuable team member. And now there's yes. the thing: Carl shoots a yes. three hundred eight too. You shoot a six. Bonus point, for him. You shoot six point five. Talk, oh, I guess I could talk about. We this celebrate stuff. difference in our team. You do, you do diversity. Um, yes. <laughs> Carl's shooting three hundred eight. You're shooting six five Creedmoor. Now your ammo. We're struggling to see it at distance. Yeah. Yep. It's because it's not going where it should yes. no, I mean, yeah but the, the projectile just an fmj um, yeah yeah We've, we need to change that so. yeah we're, we're working on it so that and then carl's ammo is very easy to see a distance because he shoots a, a good hand load so with a good projectile 168 isn't it 178 178 he'll be yes but he's, yeah. he's gonna probably back it down to 168 or 155 agree yeah probably do better i'm thinking about yeah anyway um yeah so you end up mm. sixth place, pretty good 
result. Um, yeah, higher than I thought you would be after some of those stages, but obviously Cal's, <laughs> Cal's performance there certainly thing. Now, here's the funny thing. You were two points ahead of Steve and Lanich, who were in our squad. <laughs> or Sorry, that was... You know, they were squatted with us as well because me and you were in the same squad. Yeah. You got them by two points. God, he, at the end of the day when he's seen that, he was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, across the day, they shot better on average. Yeah. On nearly every stage. <laughs> but then, but then with, with that, again... Cal destroying a stage. Cal yeah. destroying a stage that pushed you past him. Now, that, remind me, what was... the Steve was the 308? He should, no, he's shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor. 6.5 Creedmoor, and the other guy was a 2D3. But a 2D3 with very good projectiles. Yeah. So we can no, see it was an interesting combo. Yes. Uh, Probably did better than the two people with two 2D3s. They did much better than the two people with two 2D3s. <laughs> Team Chinchilla. They, um, well, when I say much better, they got like a few more points. But um, Yes. That yes. left them feeling a bit ginger. In fact, I think on the day... Uh, the two two in, in this squad, the two two three outshot the six five Creedmoor. Um, I think it did, yeah. So, but yeah. Um, so other than that, so end of the day, um, in first place was um, Team Hardy Rifle, Anthony and Ian. No real surprises there. Uh, what? They're, they're the hot favourites, um, and Wes and I come in second. Which we were yeah. very, very happy with. Um, and then uh, Team Gunrack, our uh, show sponsor, coming in third. Um, oh, Jeff and Sam, uh, Tom. Tom. Yep. So ten points behind me. They did well. And Wes, and then but then Collie and um, <clears throat> and Ian, they were twenty four points ahead. So oh. about half, a, two thirds of a stage worth of points. So they they were they were clear out in front. Um, yep. to, to, to take the victory. So um, congratulations to them. Again. Again. Um, but me and Wes are getting there. Um, so, you know, if we have some good luck, they have some bad luck, maybe we'll uh, even that out next time. But <clears throat> no, very very fun match. Simon did a really, really good mix of um, obviously unsupported props. Yeah. Um, bit of prone, probably more prone than we used to. Um, yeah, it just feels uh, like a fine-tuned range and set of targets and props you know it's sort of it's good yeah little improvements here and there um a lot of as some people comment it's it's quite a bit of familiarity after mm. you've been there a few times but also there's that difference uh, yeah so no it's really good yeah but again uh, <clears throat> not many if any people in uh, did liked the loophole um <laughs> the zeros but yeah, it was, but still, we've, we've done loopholes in other situations, so it's, it's, we shouldn't be as hard as it seems on the day. Although, again, bit of wind, bit of rain can make things difficult. But so, again, Simon did a really, really good job. Such a fun match. Um, everyone was buzzing at the end of the day. We weren't too wet. Um, and then we went back down. We had a, a Smoking Comrades, which is a, like a Texas style barbecue contractor, provided a. A meal or a couple meals if you wanted to because there was plenty um, like smoked meats and slow cooked stuff some some yummy pickle cucumber mm. oh, it was not gonna lie oh, it's it's getting it's, hungry I'm not allowed to eat yeah it's no you're not allowed to eat on the podcast and I guarantee people are they are smiling as I say that because they know about you slopping away 
<laughs> but the food was excellent. The contractors did a good job, and it takes a load off Simon having to organise um, people to cook barbecues. Yep. Um, so I I liked it that much. I think they're opening like a pop up restaurant in town for a little bit. So I'm actually going to go get some because that was really really nice. And 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 those sorts of crowds, the shooting community, generally like uh, meat heavy dish is quite popular, being that most guys hunt and or at least try. Um, yeah. So good work. Um, yeah, good work overall for that day. It was a great event, and um, <clears throat> and then it was go home dry off your gear and come back the next morning for the individual match yeah um, and I was kind of planning dropping to Hunter and I was glad I didn't yes yeah. okay so what's the go there you were talking about dropping to Hunter da, 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 but you ended up staying no you were trying to convince me to well well, after your performance the day before I thought you needed a confidence booster yeah yeah no so I thought I was going to look at a couple of options and then I thought well maybe I'll shoot the 2d3 and practical because mm-hmm. the distances aren't massive so and so I did that so you went and bring yeah. on the day <clears throat> excuse me so you went with the um, your, your trusty um, Christensen's arm Christensen arms MPR 223 yeah yeah 75 grain PPU match ammo yeah the only ammo that gun likes it seems yep um, and 3 to 18 BDX scope so running your standard um uh all hold over in the reticle no dialing uh-huh. cool <laughs> um, so obviously it's Sunday come around we had hunter class practical and open yeah practical and open have essentially the same course of fire some differences in round counts and obviously practical has f- uh, very limited gear availability so a small bag a sling a bipod um, the, the bag can't have any gamer features can't have a groove can't be game changer style etc Attachable. attachable. Oh, well, well, te- well kind of. Some people attach it with a Velcro strap, but um, it's yeah, yeah. borderline. Which I was doing. <laughs> so it must be okay then. I started the name of the big faux pas, but anyway, it's an interesting story. Oh, we'll get there in a second, though. We'll get there in a okay. second. Um, well, so, you, know, you know about it. You know about that. No, one. not yet. <laughs> not oh. yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, so Practical had still by far the more entries. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, about 10 and open. and Not bad for Hunter. had eight entries, which is pretty good for Hunter. Oh, sorry. Mm. had nine. Nine, that, wasn't it? Nine, nine yeah. and then uh, open at eight. And, um, about 20-something in practical. So 27. So again, me and you both shot practical. Yeah. So, Defending my title. So again, yeah. So 2020, 2020 was the last one because the last individual match got rained off. Uh, Mark, from out of nowhere, won. Um, I was a totally unknown. He was. It was his first time taking the event seriously, um, and he um, he won it. Um, so again, we were. I was. This, I I don't believe your family even believed you when you told them you won it. The no, time. no, it's in music. What is called a one-hit wonder. You go. Wow, they didn't put out any other albums after that. Nope. You, do you, that was your. We've said it before. That was your, the peak of your shooting career, wasn't it? That's right. I peaked, and I'm fucked. So. <laughs> Um, so come Sunday, we had 12 stages rather than eight, which is standard for Tirada. One, it's most other matches, GPRE, or all we do is eight stages. So, um, yeah, so obviously we were in the same squad. I, again, I was running the um, Daniel Defence Delta 5 Pro, 6.5 Creedmoor. Same as day before, but 
By the name DT Skypod, I think. Yes, I borrowed Mark's Skypod because um, oh, I like that. That it's the longer leg version. Yeah. Uh, Arca, it's pretty nice. So what I did is I borrowed it and then I, I sent my wife out to get a couple OSM bars, but she bought a couple boxes. Which I haven't. Got, I haven't got them. Where are they? I, I left them on the back of uh, Simon's Ute. Do you know how much they cost me? <laughs> I'm a single income family. Oh, okay. I'm right. trying to bribe you so I can just keep your MDT Skypod forever and then you don't even take the bribe. Yeah, by giving me diabetes with OSMs. That's all you eat is OSMs. Well, that's true. And Boss Coffee. Yeah, that's true too. So, hey, if you even want to get some extra points at one of our events, just bribe Mark with them. Um... Although when you see the price of OSMs, you might rethink that because they're expensive. Yeah. Probably not for a big, like, big time fun. Like 50 cal projectiles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, again, yeah, MDT Skypod. Because uh, we actually did use a bipod quite a bit this event. Um, yeah, my, that's true. That's true. So, okay. First stage of the day for me was the moving target. So we don't often see the mover. And I was the first person and it ran fast. Like, and I managed to, f- like, get one solid hit and one real dodgy hit it was so dodgy i made sure everyone in the squad was happy with it including the ro's and everyone and the i was the first shooter so the plate was clean so they managed to yep no there's a hit bottom left corner like fucking half a bullet hit it like skin of my nose sort of thing so and then they said they actually slowed the mover down they said hey graham do you want to reshoot it like we think it's a bit unfair that you ran it had to run it so fast but i said nope nope two hits I'm sticking with my two hits because I didn't think I could outperform that. And I couldn't because the only other person to get two hits was Hordy in, in Hunter Class and everyone else got one or zero. So And he did it standing unsupported. He did it standing unsupported. Just saying. Just oh no, I'm I'm not I would I would say he learned that from shooting pigs, but he doesn't shoot any of his pigs, does he? So knows, knows how he learned to do that. He dry fires at his pigs. He dry fires on his pigs. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so that was my first stage of the day. And I, Click. I was, yeah, that one would have been dead. <laughs> I come out of it thinking, fuck, I would have liked more points. And I was a little bit like, uh. By the end of the day, as I find out, Simon's going, actually, Graham, two, two probably was pretty good. So um, so that was a hell of a way to start the day. Like, the grass was, obviously, by the end of the day, the grass was all trodden down. But when I got there, it was about, I don't know, a foot and a half tall. You know, normal... Um, Tarata, mid-spring, late-spring, long grass. Um, it was wet. It was a bit of a bugger. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty happy with, with getting that out of the way and then yeah, went through the next several stages. Um, you know, the confidence was pretty high, right? I've done a, a bunch of practice. The day before went really well. Um, this sounds like when you're talking about a previous, and, and then I turn to shit, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's not. It, I, I've never. Cover's really high, and everything's going. Well, and then I don't know what happened. I've never made it a secret that I want to win this event. Like I, yeah. I mentioned it, this was my first ever match I competed in, in in this in this arena was the Tarata Practical Rifle back in 2015. But what do where do you get? Well, we'll talk about the end, but because okay. I got to talk about all the problems I had. Right. And so, sorry. 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 Went from there, cleared a couple of stages, did average on a couple of stages, got to my sixth stage of the day. It was a reasonably complex stage. And I had a case separation. So, you know, my case above the case head, the, it, it's broke off and left the main part of the um, the brass in the chamber and and, and pulled, the, pulled the rear of the case off. So, you know, disaster, essentially, mid-stage. 
Um, so I had to stop shooting. I'd got like three hits, but not very valuable hits. And so I'm on like seven points. Sorry, two hits. I'm on like seven points. I'm, you know, and, and it, 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 it fucking got to me. And I'm like, fuck, that's my day fucked, right? I've put in all this work. And so I had to made this, the rifle safe. I obviously still had half a case in the chamber. And being at the last stage 12, I was able to go off to the side, point the rifle in a safe direction. Got permission to remove my bolt because I needed to take my chamber flag out and managed to um, pull the pull the broken case out quite easily. In fact, it had already started coming out on its own. But now I'm now I'm um, doubting my ammunition going forward. I've still got six more stages, and um, yeah, that's true. And and you know, and then I'm sort of like oh, I'm off to the side, sorting out everything, and I'm I'm, I'm fucked off and. Few squad mates coming up. Oh, what happened? And they're looking. Oh, and to be honest, it's not helping me. I'm kind of. I'm thinking to myself, just I just need to be left alone for a minute. Just fuck off. But um, no, all good. Have a yarn. I have something to eat. See, now you know how I felt the day before. Hundred <laughs> percent. And um, and had something to eat. And I actually had a little. I, I keep a bit of chocolate in the backpack, so you know, quick boost of energy. And um. And then it wasn't until um, our next stage was back over on range one, so we had a bit of a walk, and I walked back over, and I managed to sort of—I got to tell myself, no, you can—you can still do well. You can go for a podium or something or whatever. Slowly getting my head back in the game, uh, which was hard, but the, the longish walk helped. And then, um, but but as I'm as I'm leaving that stage too, you've got like Wears and Collie and the outdoor sports guys, and they're, they're all sort of, you know, what happened? Well, the, the case broke yeah and then you can hear everyone's oh you know as as you do, you do. and um you know so i got to try to put that out of my head and I go over shoot the unsupported stage averagely not nearly as good as I shot uh what was a similar stage the day before still doubting my ammo go to the next stage shoot okay but, but, but by this point I'm thinking no no I'm, I'm, I'm still going okay and I the gun's working fine the gun's nice it's really nice actually Shoots well. It's accurate. It's got a nice trigger. Got a good scope. Ammo's accurate. So just put the put the potential for a broken case out of the head and um, and carry on. And I managed to I guess forget about that that separated case and then do quite well on the next several stages. Uh, not clear them all, but clear some of them. And uh, or, or nearly clear them anyway. You know, come one point off or two points off and. Um, yeah, but so sort of by the time I got to my last few stages, I was feeling good again, and um, points were coming in pretty good, and um, finished it down a high, I guess, with um, you know good performance on the the dash it and ne- nearly clearing the dash it stage. Um, so hence why you probably weren't worried when you got told to go and pick up targets because you probably didn't think you were. Uh, yes and be... yes and no. No? We'll talk about that in a minute because I want to talk about your day because I'm I'm oh. because as you mentioned, I end up going and doing some post-match jobs so i didn't actually get to catch up with anyone like i normally like to so yeah yeah so you were shooting the two to three where did you start for the day uh where stage six seven there's nine ten eleven twelve nine which is the sticks yeah yeah. 
And you did okay on that with you, were you? Not that. 12 points. Yeah, no, 10 points, yes. <clears throat> yeah, can't even remember what happened. Um, <laughs> apart from the bit at the start where I was like, oh, there's, there's a sheep near the target. I was like, oh, don't worry, the fucking sheep. But it's not your sheep, Mark, so you don't have to worry about it. No. <laughs> and then... Uh, I realised that the guy named Martin in the squad was the son of the farmer. So. It was he. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what I meant to say was, I am a farmer and, and I, you know, sheep wake up in the morning and try and kill themselves. So I was like, I'm not worried about the sheep, it'll get out of the way. I wasn't saying, fucking kill the sheep. <laughs> and he sort of looked at me like, hey, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's my inheritance. <laughs> that sheep is my like, inheritance. They're more valuable than you think. I was like, yeah, I... I yeah, anyway. I know how much that works. So I, sp- I spent the next couple of stages just clarifying that I, that, uh, my foot and mouth incident was was not, not a slight on the uh, farm or the farming. Sheep, sheep, sheep. Well, for those who haven't shot New Zealand matches anyway, the I, I guess I don't know if they would have seen, but sheep will herd around a target and they'll generally only move a little bit away from the target sometimes, and they'll just chill out. Yeah. They don't care. Um, they just don't. Um, Especially if they're yeah, if they've got used to the. Like we were shooting up top today, and the sheep were like forty meters away. And yeah, they didn't, they didn't moving. Yeah, no. I guess uh, I guess having deaf sheep or cows doesn't really matter, does it? Exactly. They still taste fine. So, um, we're going to lose any SPCA. So sometimes, sometimes you got to move them on, and, and they sort of just walk past. And you just got to either wait or do something. Anyway, yeah. So it's not okay. No, to for, Martin's credit, he fought. He shot. Superbly all day. He, he did. He, he, he won hunter class he, by a mile. He won hunter class yeah. by a mile. He's a very accomplished small war and yeah. hunter. Um, no, what? Okay, no, talking no. talking Sunday. Then what was the state? So myself. So yep. You so you you abandoned the six five Creedmoor. You're like, fuck this gun. It's going in the back of the safe. I'm never shooting it again. Like yeah. all my other yeah. six five Creedmoors. Um, yep. Pretty standard for you. And I and I and I I've done a few matches with it. The other one, and I knew that. And especially after the um, Steel Storm 22 match using a BDX scope, I was even more confident that it was not as disadvantaged as you think, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And given I said, you know, if the wind's mild and it turned out that day it was, I won't have too many problems. I sat down the night before and went through all my wind stuff and pretty much said, right, if I was using my Creedmoor, it's all basically double. You know, if it's 10 inches, it's going to be 20, blah, blah, blah. So it's got to think of that all in my head about the distance from target and stuff to hold over so and that's that sort of set the day up pretty well that once i got a few sighters in terms of where it was going for most of the day i didn't have an issue with placing shots for wind you know so that was good yeah no i, I think yeah the wind the day before wouldn't have helped no but the wind we the less than half the wind on the sunday so I'd also worked out what so there's some uh, there's some marks in the scope that I'd sort of determined what the rough you know how many mils it would be type of thing at a certain range so etc. Yeah, it's a second vocal plane, so you basically got to. But I, it gave me more of a pointer than I had previously, so because it's hard to find a diagram of that scope with subtensions. So one stage you did well on, which you did not on day one, was the unsupported stage. Lightweight yeah. gun, you shoot it a lot offhand, shooting critters yeah. and pests and such. Um, yeah. Obviously pretty good there, nearly cleared the stage. 
No recoil. Yeah. And no, so no recoil. Um, super the lightweight. Last shot, I, I thought I was going to, and then I, my trigger pull was just timed not quite right. So for an unsupported shot. Um, I knew I'd have major problems on the on the swinger. <laughs> the uh, rotating swinger thing, you know, was that a, yeah. So, you know, I was hitting that, it was just like dink, <laughs> barely moving it. Um, so I just started, I, you know, it was an unlimited stage, so how many seconds do we have? I just started unloading. But what I'd forgot is that carbon fiber barrel on my one will start walking down to the left um, after it heats up quite a lot. So, and that's what it did. So I started, towards the end of my 17 rounds, I got off. Yeah, I was going, what's going on? And then afterwards, I thought, I oh, know. Yeah, I started to drift downwards. I um, I shot 20 rounds on that stage. Yeah, you got 20 away. <laughs> so I, 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 I've, so you and I have one of these spinners. Simon yeah. gave us one years ago. We don't even really practice on it. Though. I've never spun one in my life. So anyway, so I'm thinking this stage, I think you could get like max score was like 24 if you just hit the big, the small, and there's a hidden target behind it. Yeah. But if you spun it, you got like 30 or something. So I'm like, I want to spin this mother effer, you know? Mm. So I get it moving, and then I'm trying to hit it again to get it to go over, and I'm missing, and I'm hitting the target behind, the hidden target, which gives you like five points instead of... Like it's one one point for the big on the bottom of the spinner, two for the top or something, and then, and then, and then the hidden ones were five. So like I, I just, I'm hammering the back one. Like they could have stopped me, like I was max points, but I was trying to spin it, and I was just like, like big, big back, back, big, big, and you know, and then um. So anyway, I didn't spin it. Moral of the story: I'm I'm yet to spin it again. It was, I think it was about five hundred meters this thing, or four fifty. Yeah. And um, so like points wise, I did well on the stage, but I wasn't intending to hit the hidden target. I had an idea that I may. But I was trying to actually hit the big one and get it to do a full revolution. Was my plan? Um, Did you stop it? One, accidentally? I think once, maybe towards the end. Yeah. And then I was yeah. just. Um, so I got a frickload of hits. Um, but again, a lot of them, I, I maxed out my possible, unless I spun it. So you must have, you must have got a lot of hits on the bottom, did you? Where's your? That's all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe seven or eight or something. Wasn't that great? seven yeah would have been yeah again very low value to hit just the bottom so not a two to three stage at all um no i sort of knew that and i was going for trying to hit it and get as much rounds out as i could but i yeah. said towards my second magazine yeah started to yeah deviate that was all so so what would you do what would you do before we with the two to three what would you do differently like ammo obviously you like the bdx we've, we've gathered that through the last several podcasts but yeah yeah no i wouldn't be too worried changing it i'd probably put the a bigger scope on it mm-hmm. um else no i wouldn't really change a lot with it so really i'm happy with the setup i use it a lot that's the only reason i chose to take it for day two because i do by far shoot it the most so it's a gun i'm very familiar with it runs really well like it never has a um you know failure to fit you know feed extract or anything like that so it's a very reliable gun yeah so yeah which i do 
surprised greatly after seeing plenty of people all the time <laughs> bashing magazines and mucking around, you know, trying to round diving or jumping up type of stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. good to not have those issues. <clears throat> not having a reliably feeding rifle is... Um, what's this one? Yeah, the is Delta, it? obviously... I think it's really been a problem with it at all, is it? No, it's good. It's um, it, yeah. it feeds. It, it comes with the the P mags rather than. Are they single uh, single staggers? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's quite yeah. a long mag. It's um. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe you can make AI pattern mags work, and I did run one through it, and it fed okay. But the lips would have needed some modification. But the P mags that come with it are yeah. fine. I mean, maybe the plastic might wear out over time. I'm not sure. But it comes with um, three three tens. And a five or two tens and yeah. a five, I don't recall. No, no. What I, what I would do definitely is, is go back to the Creedmoor, the Tika, um, go back to a break, and um, change the scope rings to be solid, not polymer insert ones. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you could get like a um, a spur or an ordure one piece with twenty minute built into yeah, it. Yeah, I probably want a one piece because I'm I'm toying with um, changing scopes more on it for types of shoots. Yeah. Like potentially putting a BDX on it. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just shoot one of your other Creedmoors with a BDX? Because uh, they're lighter. True. Yeah, I'm going to send you a link to some rings I think will work. Um, so, yeah. So again, I shot the Delta. Uh, nice gun. Um, really nice gun. Shoots good. Good trigger. Nice bolt. Bolt definitely get it's, it's pretty smooth it's getting smoother more and more smooth some people um notice on the on some online content will say that the bolt can bind in its rearward most position uh if you push sideways on it it can that has improved significantly so it's it was never an issue because you, you don't manipulate a bolt that way but um it's pretty slick now that i've put a few rounds through it and i've worked the bolt plenty um that seems to be a train spotter's problem with that gun. They look at the way the bolt f- flips or flops around a bit at the rear, and th- think it's you know doesn't. It seems to be a fault, but I I think it's just whatever. It's not that tight at the back. That's all, so. Yeah, I don't think it's nearly. It hasn't proved to be the issue that the internet warned me it would be. No, um, I'm so I'm not worried about it now. Um, yeah, it's, it's accurate. It shoots fine. Um, and these aren't even like tuned up loads for the gun. They're just my bulk six point five ammo. Yeah, um, shoots good. Shoots good a long way. Um, I guess the idea behind them is well, obviously it's to, for in the US. It's to come in the production class and, and the PRS series. Um, not an issue here because our production class is like really a really low cost thing. So you can't actually we get most. Have one. You can't actually get guns into it in the, the New Zealand PRS. We don't have it in any of our events, but um, the idea behind the gun, I guess, for us is you can just go and buy it and put a scope on it, and it's ready to go at a high level. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's it's just it's set up ready to go out of the box. Is is what I'd say. Um, a few people, I had some spare ammo on the Saturday, so they shot it, um, which is cool. Um, had a few shots, hit, the, hit all the targets they were aiming at. Just prone, pretty nice. Um, but it's balanced well. It's got an arc rail. It's cool. It's a cool gun. As yeah. I said before, it comes with that cool muzzle brake, which is, well, obviously you like it. You're buying one. So. Yeah, uh, scope I ran just the standard. I always run uh, um, Delta Optical Striker. It was a 4.5 to 30 by 56. Um, 
Nice, easy. No, I had easy two years of people mocking my factory muzzle brake, so I guess I have to change it. That muzzle brake is pretty average. That one, <laughs> that one you have. Will Looking be or performing? Both. Oh. Yeah, um, it, I, I don't think that's ter- Tika's area of expertise, to be honest. It's, um, yeah, it's a little bit. Boring. Hey, it was good back in its time. You, you reckon? <laughs> No, um, no the, the overall gun, right? Yes, no, no, no. The gun's fine. It's perfectly fine. God. It's like it's like a it's like a really? people can play at a funeral. A wealthy man's Ruger Precision Rifle. <laughs> yeah, which are the same price in America. But anyway, yeah, that's yeah. another story. Isn't it? Um, so, end right, of the moving on. End of the day, we come down. Um, I got asked to go and get to work pulling down the range. Yeah. Um, help one of the anyway we, we had access to a side by side blah 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 and we had to go up some pretty steep hills so I've got a little bit of time on side by side so happy to do that um, you're expendable Graham face it well we, there's a farm worker but he was like a new farm worker new to farming he's so he was kind of nervous scared. about yeah, the hills yeah he's from like a city young German guy so <clears throat> so I jumped into that with him and um, missed prize giving, which is a shame because I finally, after seven years of trying, got my first win. And uh, yeah, sorry, my first win at Tarata Practical Rifle Match. So rested the title from my cold dead hand. I, re- I rested the title, so I got when I was up the back. I didn't have my, I had my phone, but I didn't check it. And I had a text from Simon. Oh, you probably want to come back, but I missed that text by about thirty minutes. And, um, got back and everyone was sort of just starting to bugger off and everyone started uh, being all friendly to me and uh, congratulations and, and it's a change yeah <laughs> instead of just waiting for my excuses um, so yeah in the end the mistakes I made were um, overcome with I guess the good results on the majority of the stages so um, only well only cleared two but then a bunch of them are like one hit off clearing um, so that sort of drag the points up and then obviously most everyone had a challenging day so um yeah pretty i'm not gonna lie pretty stoked to finally no, no, and it, it's just it's a crucial to harvest points on a stage where no one else can and that's what the the um the mover got mm-hmm. for you yeah, yeah the mover so, so many people zeroed it yeah yes and they said but it makes up for the stage where you had a case separation so that's a good point that is what made up for that isn't it yeah that's that's you know um the guy uh, carl and carl it turns it to 17 points so you know rather whatever like yeah no school. no you you did right mark that's a good point and what it's the first time ever <laughs> and then just yeah consistently shooting a, a a couple more impacts across other stages um you know yeah. point here and point here it added up and got me a little a little buffer in the end so um all right yeah well, let's talk about the results then so open class which uh has a slightly reduced round count and all the gear. So, how did that go? Oh, we will say we talked about this beforehand. The only real advantage Open Class had was having the the, the game style bags, the barricade style bags. Yeah, we actually we talked through the stages and thinking, well, where yeah, where was all the extra gear helpful? And it probably wasn't that a lot. No, a lot, just like, just weren't many. Just the just the easier bag on a lot of the props. Which yep. is, 
definitely definitely is a um advantage on like the manuka and stuff like that but and a bigger bag on some of those steeper shots and stuff would probably yeah, help too. Yeah, but uh, not a not a huge advantage. Prime, today. steeper prone ones. Yeah. Yeah, but as for that, there's not a big um, big advantage to open class today. In fact, you're yeah. handicapped a little bit by the round count. So, so good work. So yeah, we'll muzzle to the top three. Oh, one, one thing. I one thing I'm going to bring up is our, our good mate Wilkie. He um gets back from Europe and his oh no his gun. So he's done something to his gun. Got it rechambered or something. Anyway, it's turned to shit and. So he mess- we're talking on Sunday or Monday or something before the event, and he goes, "Oh, oh I'm going to shoot my two to three on the Sunday." And I was like, "Why are you going to do that?" And he's like, "Oh, the gun's fucked." And I was like, oh, "I've got a six mil here. Um, send me, just just overnight me your scope, and I'll I'll make it happen." So he did that, and I so I, <laughs> here's me thinking I'd had all my ammo pretty much done for the event, you know, several hundred rounds of Creedmoor, um, to practice ammo. And then, nope, now you've got to load up another 120 rounds of 6mm. And the 6mm I load take is quite time-consuming. So I did that, got scope, uh, come up to your place. And uh, again, yeah, this is all pre-match, r- really sort of where I planned a real cruisy week. It didn't really happen. He shot the, so just my Howler 6mm Creed, chassis, MDT chassis, etc. He shot well. He ended up coming in third on the Sunday. Uh, first centerfire match after six months off. Um, but, but I saw him halfway through, and he said, "I've been." <laughs> he blamed me, didn't he? I've been sold a dud. So he's <laughs> like, "Oh, you, your zero's said, off," and I was like, "You've learned to lesson, never borrow a gun." So I zero this thing, like bang on, shooting the little targets at your place, center, yeah. center, all that second of meters, everything's in center. And he's like, "Oh, was, actually, there's a video of him slagging me off." <laughs> um, which he doesn't know I've seen and, and blaming me but he somehow recovered I don't fucking know how um, now if you have good fundamentals most people's zeros are exactly the same so Wes obviously not Wes um, Wilkie's forgotten how to shoot was in Europe or something but he blamed me sorry Wilkie um, uh, I beg to differ Graham. for a gun with no zero he's still got some pretty good stages still yeah yeah I, I got a feeling he um well, you, just, you gave him a plausible, you know, out. Well, I'm I'm gonna got a feeling he just um shit the bed on a couple of stages and I've copped the blame. My uh, my poor time hammer. will time will tell. <laughs> he can defend no. himself. We'll so, have him back on. So, we, we will have him back on. He can ex, he can explain himself to me. <laughs> so Wilkie did a great job. First match back, come third with a borrowed rifle, apparently, yep. which was not zeroed. Um, he must have miraculously re-zeroed during the competition. Um. In second, it was the ever-consistent Ian Hughes. Yep. Um, coming in uh, a little ways off first, but um, still shot really well. Um, same thing, he had a couple average stages, which hurt him. Um, yeah. Similar to me. And then, no real surprises here, uh, our number one international competitor, um, pretty much a co-host of the podcast, um, Anthony Colley, coming in with a... A, a quite dominating first position. The um, macho man, Randy Savage. Macho man, Randy Savage. Yeah, yeah Collie shot well. Uh, only one hit on the mover, so I outshot him there. Did well on unsupported. Man, six months ago, his unsupported shooting was... He might might as well not even have shot, but now he is consistently doing well on unsupported shooting. Yep. Um, so congratulations, Anthony, on yet, yet another well-deserved win. To add well to done. all of your well-deserved wins. Okay. On um, to practical. Practical. Start from 10th. Oh, no. <laughs> Start from 10th. Isn't that where you come? Or oh, you? yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> I don't think we need to go down quite no. down there. Um, no, one thing I'll I, say... I, I, I got 10th, there you go, Bing. With top two, do three. Was it? I believe you were. So from... Are we just making things up again? Well, that, well in PRS, they have like a million classes for some True. reason. Like there's like... I do like doing that. Top this and top that, and like I was probably top production. Yeah. Three. Who's the match director's best friend gets an award, and it's all like, it's yeah. all up in there, right? Yeah. Um. So from second through to seventh, ish seventh, yeah. there is is very well, actually a little bit further. There's very little separating uh, that. It's a few hits. So very competitive. You know, like seventh is on one ninety one, seconds on two oh two. So. 11 points so that's a couple of three hits depending on where you are in the day some are worth more some are worth less depending on difficulty and such um yeah so good work to all those guys um so in third and we, we must say congratulations because um coming in third steve ray he's been doing this just as long as us and he's I, been doing the hard yards he's been like, doing the hard yards man uh, he volunteers. If I don't see him in a shoot, I know the shoot is not on. <laughs> yeah, he's always there. He's always happy, even if he's having a shit day. Um, he helps us out at Surplus Steel. In fact, he's volunteering at the next Surplus Steel. Yeah. Um, congratulations on your third place, Steve. Really well deserved. Um, I believe that'll be his best result ever, if memory serves me right. Heap of good, good, good consistent stages where he's shooting a um, couple stages he cleared and a bunch just under max. Fix that. Oh my God. There we go. Sorry, um, a bunch where you got just under max points. So good work, Steve. Um, yeah, look forward to more good results from you. Um, and your uh, let's yeah. not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> no, no, Steve's cool. Um, and second, who got second, mate? Um. Carl H. Ah, Sabre Tactical. H. Yes. Uh, again, another big supporter of all our events. Um, the other Carl. Other Carl. Carl with a C. Um, obviously, he's the... I don't know what he calls himself. He is Sabre Tactical. CFO. There you go. Um, again, sponsors our events. He um, yeah, hooks us up with stuff. Really, really cool guy. Veteran-owned company, blah, 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 blah. Um, but you, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting Sabre Tactical gear at a um, New Zealand event these days, which is really, really cool. Yeah, so it would be one of his better results too. It is one of his, it's, it's his best result that I know of, at any, definitely of any GPRE or Terran. Yeah, the type of shoots, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he really, he, he excels in the field stuff with some of his, yeah. his history, so um, good work, Carl. And then in first was me, as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Drum roll. Drum roll. Seven years. Seven years. Seven long years. Bitter disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Tragedy. Excuses. <laughs> Tragedy. Events excuses. being cancelled. <laughs> Fog. Fog, yes. Um, the event was going to be redone and then it got moved to your farm, so no one counted it. <laughs> they just, I wish I won, but no one counted it as Tarata. No, it's not. So, so Mark got to retain his title for another 10 yes. months. Um, the barrel burner was a totally different event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, so I'm, well done, Graham. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you, Mark. And thank you to everyone who has been messaging me. And, and I know it's... Um... All three of you. No, there is, there is, there's there's been a few. And um, 
yeah, pretty stoked. I'm not going to lie. Um, been this this is again. I've said it. This is the event that started essentially started what we do with. Obviously, we're all tied together now. But all our early gong shoots, all of our what turned into like you know the big some of if not the biggest events in New Zealand. Definitely the most well attended events in New Zealand. Um, Super Steel. We're friends, Mark, because of me going to this event all those years ago. So whether that's good or bad, um, yeah, so I'm pretty happy to um, finally... I know. I remember when I won, you were just like, I can't believe it. I can't believe... (laughs) There must be a mistake. (laughs) I've been trying for five years back then. (laughs) Can't believe it. I can't believe Um, it. I I do have to thank... Well, well, I have to thank you because I always practice. Do, on your do phone. think, do you think, Lee and Lee? Yeah, Lee and Lee. Well, now well, you're lucky I had the bipod. Yeah, I yeah. hopefully I'll get it back one day. Yeah, you know where I live. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I've never actually seen you use it. No, now that I've got an Arca adapter for my uh, Accutech, I'm just gonna use that. So, so if I buy you like a box of OSMs every two weeks. <laughs> We'll just keep that going, and eventually I'll no, pay it off. No, you cannot siphon off gear by giving me boxes of OSMs. So it's not working. take it, it's but not, don't pay for it. That is, is it? not equitable. Oh, so instead, you'd rather me just okay, not pay you. Okay, that, that works fine. No, um, yeah, I mean, let's keep it borrowed. <laughs> um, thank people. Carry no, on. do I do because a lot of people like in the last couple of years I've uh, changed how I practice and train, and, yeah. and you know I've had a lot of help from Simon, heaps of help from Simon with. Uh, all sorts of positional shooting, mental game, um, everything. Heap uh, of work with Collie over the last six months, Anthony Collie. Um, you know, about like sort of race gun prop based going fast. Um, yeah, so, and then, and then several others, you know, shooting with Wes and, and Wilkie and, and yourself. So it's, yeah. So there you go, kids. It's a clear example. Graham's been working hard and practicing. I've been doing nothing and I'm going backwards and he's going forwards. So there you go. <laughs> No, you did well at twenty twos the other day. Don't don't write yourself <laughs> off. You got thirty. No, man. you know, low expectations lead to pleasant surprises. So yeah, or, I'll, I'll just... or more bitter disappointment. <laughs> or but yeah, oh yeah, or anyway, the the, the bitterest <clears throat> of disappointment. No, but, but um, yeah. or a life of alcoholism. <laughs> um, it wasn't there has been a lot of work um, to try and improve the shooting. Um, yep. there's no secret, obviously. But yeah, pretty stoked. Uh, but now we. Um, oh, oh, move on we, onward and upward we do so that's that's our last centre fire event for the year for us um, the only other event we are shooting this year is a rimfire match um, so uh, we go back speed versus precision speed versus precision and I think we're just under 40 entries for that it's a GPRE event but obviously we've done a little bit with it so there is a few spots left probably 10 or 12 so feel free to get in contact with Gillis Practical Rifle Events on Facebook. Um, really, really cool events in just over a week, week and a half. Um, that's round three of our the GPRE slash Taranaki Long Range Spark Series, 22 Series. I really need to do well and, and at least claw a few points back after after several months ago at Pew Pew. So um, we're, we're back into practice for that. I'll be... Oh, yeah, it's your second event. Yes, yes. It's, it'll be your second event too. Oh yeah, true. You were a. Um, I can improve on my eighteenth. Uh, <clears throat> you. This is the event for you to do well with your like um, mag dump style of shooting. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be practicing a lot of twenty two in the next couple of weeks. I'll be shooting paper. I'll come up. Well, you will be. I'll, I won't be. You won't be. I, yeah, I'll probably shoot I'll be, some. 
we've got a little course set up on range seven, unless you've shot it with your centerfires. Um, Oops. Up for the TD, so. so that'll be happening, and we're going to do some possum shooting this weekend. Um, That's the crucial practice. Not going to lie, unsupported possum shooting is excellent yeah, practice. Um, it is. Should I shoot the possum rifle series with the voodoo this weekend? I'll get sore arms. What about the trick? No, no, I'm going to shoot the trick. I've just rescoped it. Cool. What one the... to six stri- strike eagle. One to six strike eagle. Okay, no, that's what I'm shooting. Which, which is because I, I shot it last night. I was getting some of my neighbours' possums from. Well, the red dot sucked because you, you basically your headlamp gets in the way and um, you can't. It reflects back off it. It's terrible. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can mount a light on the front of it, so I'll probably do that as well. Okay, yeah. that's the plan then. I'm shooting. Fuck the voodoo. We're shooting the trick. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I guess now coming up, we open entries to Super Steel. Uh, I've Plus, sold. I don't, I don't want you, you know, dropping my trick uh, by twenty two in the middle of the night and wrecking it. The, the voodoo or the trick? <laughs> Either one. Because you like the trick more. Yeah, it's a bit again. Um, we open entries to Super Steel. We still have, I think, it's two spots available. Um, I imagine most people who listen to this probably aren't so much in that event. So it's um, a field match, but with. World War One, World War Two rifles, um, no sniper class. We didn't get enough entries, so we dropped that. So I think we've sold sixty-two or sixty-three out of sixty-four tickets. If, if those last one or two spots will go, get on the waiting list if you do want a spot because spots always come available. That's at the end of January. It's going to be a really, really big match. Uh, and then should we maybe touch on what we're doing for long range? We got the final prior to that too. Oh, sorry, we have got the twenty-two final a week before that. That'll be run through yeah, GPS. So- at this stage, Long Range Challenge is going to have the Friday Night Long Range Challenge, the mile and 1k um, shoot, as usual. So, But the Saturday and Sunday will be a two-day match. So basically a Saturday course of fire and then a different Sunday course of fire, So, um, which is great, exciting to be looking forward to doing that. Um, it will certainly make it a, a lot more... Yeah, so we'll probably do things like more catering and things as well. Um, Organise something for the Saturday night, potentially. So, you know, just... Uh, Karaoke. Yeah. You've got band. your speaker. Yeah, bit of band. <laughs> um, yes, as, as Mark said, so uh, much to Anthony Colley's disappointment, we're dropping the 223, uh, practical 223. So I am the reigning champion. Oh, that was the reason we did it, yes. Yes, because I, so I, 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 I know he, want, he wanted that trophy. Um, no, uh, so with the with the two-day match now, some people aren't into two-day matches. That's absolutely fine. You can shoot the Saturday, you can shoot the Sunday, you can choose one, you can choose the other. To yep. go for the overall, you know, the, the trophies, etc. You oh, need to shoot. good sh- idea too. You need to shoot both days. So, yep. now, we are not just running... The same stages with some minor tweaks. There are 16 completely different stages and completely different areas. As in, yeah. it will not be... Yeah, it's, it'll be different from... Yeah, you will be in a different area on the Sunday. Um, this way, you, you don't have to climb uh, the you high hill. Yeah, it's climb Mount Doom. That's only on Saturday. On Sunday, yeah. Saturday will be longer range. Sunday will be more of a medium range day. Eight stages per day. Um, it's going to test you know, barricades, field. Um, we may slip in a blind stage, no guarantees. I've got to work it out. Again, I'm probably going to be shooting, so I've got to work it out, but I can't set the course because obviously I'd have a big advantage on that blind stage. Um, 
but we can trial something out there anyway or something. I don't know. Uh, we will be doing prizes. We've already talked about a bunch of companies, sponsorship, etc. Mark's in charge of all of that stuff. So it'll be a big event. It'll it'll be, again, one of the bigger events, if not the biggest event on the calendar. Um, and we'll probably open up, we'll, we'll release some more info in the coming weeks, but we'll probably open up entries in December mm. or, or something like that. And then we, we like to yep. give sort of two and two months, three months. Yeah notice so you can plan your life and and, that. and then of course the 22 final which is a gpre event uh at rt also will be third week of january um 21st so we'll talk a bit more about that but long range challenge that's what's happening there it's slightly different um yeah yeah other than that i think that about wraps up episode 53 of uh the precision unloaded podcast righto any we'll closing time any any dad advice uh no no, no, I haven't thought of any either. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll, we'll always work as a team and do it my way. That's probably my advice today. Was that what you told Carl at the team's match? Pretty much. <laughs> do it my way. <laughs> no. All right. Thank, thank you for those who do listen, and um, you will hear from us all soon. Next episode, we'll have Anthony Colley on. We're going to talk about um, his, his cannibal excursion, his cannibal run into Australia, and then. We'll probably cover the US in another podcast with them. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having that conversation and we will talk to you all soon.